1: Good morning or afternoon or evening whatever it no, I got again I gotta do because take she, two. she
0: she was not finished cuz i ran out i ran out
1: uh, i just ran out of coordination on my lips anyway just blah, 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 blah. okay Good morning, or afternoon, or evening, whatever is relevant for the part of the world you are in. Indeed, welcome to the event horizon where the impossible happens. Join us each week at this time as we delve into the worlds of science fiction, fantasy, and science fact in all their forms. I'm your host, Gene Turnbow.
0: And I'm your other host, Susan Fox.
1: And with us today is.
2: Audrey Kern. <laughs> <gasps> Hi, guys. Hi. Hi.
1: Hi. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
1: So, um, we were talking uh, a little bit before the show started, uh, and you have basically done everything there is to do in fandom.
2: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, I think there's just a few things I need to do, like be a regular on a Star Trek series, which is still possible, I think, with the new one coming out.
0: (laughs) Apparently so. Yeah.
2: But um, yeah, all the stuff, I, I go to a lot of cons, I do a lot of panels, I do a lot of podcasts. I write, I act, I... The the
1: website that our listeners might be familiar familiar with is... uh,
2: Geekgirlauthority.com. We're a pop culture and geek culture uh website where we talk about breaking news, entertainment, uh, think pieces, podcasts. It's it's a lot Mm -hmm. of fun. And it's more uh, about the joy of the science fiction, fantasy, and genre world. Then um, there's a lot of new sites out there that are great and there are a lot that have, um, say, um, their view or their gaze on the world where mm-hmm. we just try to focus on the joy of being loving what we love.
1: That's, that's pretty awesome. I mean, there are yeah. a lot of fan sites out there that uh, I, I don't know what is going on with fandom right now. But it's like uh, everybody's got to find something to hate on.
2: Yeah, you know, I think it's this weird thing, you know, as we watch social media evolve, as we watch our access to things mm-hmm. uh, evolve, um people I don't know if it's fans feel ownership over properties now that they can be so mean or um I I, I think that's a small group when I say that. I think most fans are, are, are <coughs>
0: Ghostbusters. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly, right? And um <laughs> But uh, I, I think people, anybody can be a critic. You know, you can be mm-hmm. a critic and hide behind a thumbnail or icon on social media and say whatever you want. And, you know, I don't think I don't that's, know, whoever gets whoever's the loudest gets the most attention. Well, that's know?
0: not just fandom. That's the rest of the world, too. It's Yeah, maybe it's politics. It's just, politics, it's
2: busy, it's it's just everything it's what we love now.
1: Well, Ce- was it Cecil B. DeMille, Susan, who said uh The job of the critic is to charge down the hill after the battle is won and stab the dying. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, It Uh, it should have been if it wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, I I
1: seem to remember that from film school. Yeah. (laughs) I like that. uh, (laughs) But uh, you see so much of that. And uh, I think think in part it's because of our uh, increasingly intolerant political environment i am just yes. uh, all of yes, them. Yes,
2: I think it crosses over. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I mean, it, it just inspires people to just let fly, you know, let the yeah. monkeys fling their. <clears throat> <laughs> yes.
0: And, um, but if you're from UCLA, you have to hate USC. If you're black, you have to hate white. If you're white, you have to hate black. If, uh-huh. you're, if you're green, you, you have to hate
2: everybody. Yeah. Everybody's drawing this line in the yeah, sand. If, yeah, if you're that's green, that's you've got to hate
1: the Andorians.
2: <laughs> you know and vice versa exactly you know, cuz exactly. they don't get along
1: and <laughs> and uh so i i'd like your approach uh uh where you celebrate the good stuff
2: you, you know, know it's, just, it's very important to me because i mean i've always been a fan of science fiction and Fantasy and such, and growing up, you know, I'm a very tall girl. I was, you know, you know, same story as a lot of people have. You know, they're awkward looking, tall, mm-hmm. and asthma, and you know, all that other kind of super smart and all that kind of stuff. And and I found so much joy in escaping into these stories and into these worlds. That and that brought me a lot of joy, and that helped me mm-hmm. in you know in my day to day life. And and I don't want to uh, bring. Any kind of negativity into that, what it brought me, you know, and so that's what I try to do with my website. That's what I try to do with Neil before odd when I'm talking to mm-hmm. um, either celebrities or people that are in the industry, they always go away from that podcast going, wow, I've never had an interview like that that was just so fun just to talk you know and not have an agenda and we do that with booze and phasers well that's just drinking and talking about Star Trek but still (laughs) that sounds like
0: that sounds like most of my college life
2: exactly (laughs) it never has to stop Susan it never has to stop the the and
1: and you've been on um, lots of things that uh, our fans uh, our fans and listeners would know as well you've been on G4 Attack of the Show
2: yeah Uh, yeah Uh, Um, Yeah, yeah, I'm in like, I can't believe it was such a small part on on Angel and I just moved to LA and I'd only been here a month and got that part. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in. And I didn't realize how hard this industry was at that time. But it was so fun to, you know, actually Enterprise was filming Mm -hmm. at that time on the same lot. And so you're like walking to your trailer. And the guy who plays Malcolm, I can't remember his name, um, was out. Outside this, uh, his um, soundstage, you know, on a smoke break with a couple of Klingons, and it was like, "What? <laughs> yes, <laughs> this dumb. is this is fantastic." Well, it's you know? it's uh, it's so quite. There's an... No smoking on the Enterprise. So. I know, right? You can't smoke on the Enterprise.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: like we were it? just uh, commenting that today is Harrison Ford's birthday, as we record this. Yes, on uh, the thirteenth of uh, July. Uh, and you know,
2: I think it's I think it's Patrick Stewart's birthday. It is it also, is, yeah. yeah is. They're about two years
0: apart. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Oh wow, that's two yeah. like major icons' birthdays. It is yeah. Harrison Ford hero. is seventy four years yeah.
1: seventy four years old.
2: Wow! And, uh,
1: happy birthday, you old scoundrel! Yes. Uh, the uh, but what I was uh, what I had written in our article on Krypton Radio today was that uh, uh, he had come to hollywood and gotten a bunch of kind of garbage parts and and right. had not really broken in the way he thought he was going to and and turned to carpentry for for a little while just i knew he did carpentry
0: to, yeah it was Her- like right, harry the carpenter who knew yeah. harry the carpenter would be the yeah. biggest
2: sci-fi hero ever yeah, yeah. That just make you know that just makes him more attractive that he's a carpenter and an actor and Han Solo mm-hmm. and Indiana Jones.
1: But uh, <laughs> uh, where I was going with this was that it's it's an accomplishment just doing as much as he did before he hooked up with George Lucas. Agreed. Uh, uh, because Hollywood isn't this land of milk and honey; it's a land of pavement and big iron gates with locks on them.
2: Absolutely. <laughs>
1: And it's very, very hard to get to talk your way onto the other side of that gate. And you've done that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, 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 you know, uh, I moved here in 2002 uh and I had three jobs. You know, I was working in a coffee bar. You know, I had to mop the floors every night and clean bathrooms. And then I worked in an assisted living facility. And then I would go perform comedy at night. And then I worked in the theme parks. I mean, I've had so and so many different jobs. You know, so it it is a lot of hard work, but I think me and my husband are better people for it. He's a television writer, but he had mm-hmm. a long journey himself. You know, we think about where we were 15 years ago to where we are now, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, let's see. You have another show called um, Five Truths and a Lie.
2: Five Truths and a Lie. Yeah, we... That is a really great show. And we actually, do you, have you guys ever heard of Dragon Con in Atlanta? Yes, yes I've been to
0: Dragon yes, okay.
2: Yes, oh so we, that's uh-huh. my, my mecca I go to every year. It's not SDCC, believe it or not. You know, I never miss it. And we take that show. We actually do that show. It's based here in LA, but I do take it to that con every year. What we do is we get six actors for, uh, celebrities to tell stories um, based on a theme that we give them. And the gimmick is, is that, um, one person is lying. So we get an actor to go ahead and lie and the audience has to figure out which story is a lie. And it's become, you know, it sounded really gimmicky when we first started it, but, but it's become this whole interesting look at how people talk to each other because the in we started in November 2010 and only once has the audience correctly chosen the liar
0: because people wow. get so
2: wrapped up in the storytelling where you know the truths mm-hmm. become lies the lies are a little bit true and everything so it's it's a fascinating show and it's grown and we podcast it now and it's so fun so Some, fun somewhere between the li- the old liars club and the moth huh exactly well you know I kept going to these moth shows here in LA and throwing my name in a hat you know because I have the moth slam where you can just go and i'd be ready and i just never got picked and i was tired of not being picked because of the lottery system which was great Mm -hmm. but i wanted to get up and tell a story and so my husband and i were having a a drink in a bar you know which is where we come up with most of our great ideas um and i was like well i'd love to do a storytelling show but i don't want it to be the moth because the moth is their own thing and it's a great thing so Mm -hmm. we came up with five truths and a lie um but it it and it became we started it in our living room. We invited like a dozen friends over we all we had five six of our friends tell stories. We recorded that one, and the next two were in our house and next then there's twenty five people showing up, but we couldn't fit them in our tiny little place mm-hmm. and um uh coworker brought his uh wife over and she's like, well, I work at this art gallery they're looking for people. I bet you they'd let you do their show there for free and so it turned into that and then it turned into the same person saying i'll build a website for you and all these collaborative people getting together just based on this one idea that was good and made people feel things about the world and about life and listening to these because you could only we only get 60 people in at a time at most in this Uh little gallery and we never do more because we want to keep it kind of like you know then like I hate using this word, but, but it's like a salon, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's very intimate. The lights are up. The lights are not down. The celebrities are right there a couple feet in front of you sharing their story with you. So it's a very wonderful experience. And luckily, it translates really well to a podcast.
1: That sounds really great. I'm looking so forward fun. to hearing some episodes of it.
2: You no, know, please do. Please do. We've got a lot up there. My, my husband and I take, um, turns hosting and we always open up a story with a story from our lives mm-hmm. so that none of the, you know, cause it doesn't matter how many shows people have been in or how many stages they've been on, they still get nervous. So we've had some celebrities go, I don't want to go first. I don't want to go first. And so we, Brian and I always go first and tell a story to kind of break the audience and
1: mm-hmm. And
2: then we, we go from there. Yeah.
1: It's also striking that uh, you sort of had this stone soup thing happen around it.
2: Yes. You know? It it was, it's beautiful. It was, it was meant to be. And it's, you know, I think when you have good creative people around you and you have a good creative idea, um, it's like a magnet. People will come to it and want to be a part of it. And, you know, we did everything. Everybody did everything for free still to this day, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's great. It's yeah. is, You know, it's kind of like what we're doing with the radio station. It's, a, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of a unique lightning rod for, it, for yeah. people Yeah, yeah, you
2: find out it's there, and you're oh like, yeah. oh, gosh. You know, it's like, it's it's. It, I guess our, our biggest job, I'm sure you guys feel this, is so now we just got to get people to see us here. But mm-hmm. so once they come, they're not going to go away. They're going to go, wow, this is really interesting and unique, and I want to be a part of it, or I want to listen to it, you right.
1: know? Oh, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. And just... Uh, you have a
2: lot of podcasts connected with your website. I do. I just I do.
0: pulled up with that page and going, I can't sit down and listen to all of these today.
2: <laughs> Some of them, um, actually a couple of them on that page, I think, are retired that I haven't taken off, but they're still mm. fun to listen to. Like Pole Cats was really fun. That was one I was doing for a while where we, you know, talk about a subject and then have a poll on it for the Internet and stuff. But Pole kind of Cats, thought- I thought it was things that I stink. I get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Things that Thank stink. You. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that was a little I think that you had to think a little too hard about that name when I came up with it. Everybody gave me the blank stare. And usually you should kind of, you know, listen to your friends and they kind of say, I don't get it. But I was so determined to use that name. I don't know if that was that may have been one of my mistakes.
0: Sometimes <laughs> read better Paul in print Cat. than in than just audio only. Yeah, yeah
1: it's it's like, um, you know, you can you can write it. But when you say it. Exactly, it comes out. Exactly. It's not exactly the same thing.
2: Yeah. isn't that a skunk? Isn't that what? I don't get it.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is. Are you saying your podcast stinks? Or what? exactly, <laughs> I was
2: getting reviewed and someone didn't like it. There you go. I just, I just handed them a wonderful headline.
1: <laughs> so do you do you uh, do a lot of traveling? Do you go to conventions around the country?
2: Yes, I have been, and luckily, um, some of the biggest ones are right here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got. We had two in LA this year. Stanley's Kamikaze is getting big every year. And that's kind of like just for, um, right now it's just for Southern Californians. Cause, it, and since it's right here next to Hollywood or in Hollywood, they get a lot of great, um, sci-fi guests and, and content creators to go. And it's growing every year. And they had WonderCon here this mm-hmm. year. And of course, next week I'm going down to San Diego for five days for San Diego Comic Con.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: there's a there's a new big expo starting up. Um I can't even remember the name of it. It's just it seems like every Yeah. uh every 6 months somebody uh tries to launch a new convention.
2: Well, there's no and I guess people Oh, do you know the name of it?
1: I uh, Los Angeles Fandom oh, Festival oh, or something. Oh,
2: like it's that. something here, something yeah, here. something in here, yeah. here in
1: Los Angeles.
2: Well, you know, I guess, you know, since you know, I always think of it, you know, I'm in my 40s and um people our age who were nerds, are nerds or love genre stuff we're the ones, you know, working at it now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of those people in the industry now and I think that's why it's everywhere now, movies television, you know so there are more audience members for, for that kind of content so there mm-hmm. yeah, these conventions and expos are, are popping up everywhere. I mean I was asked to do one um, just in May that was called, uh, I think it was Whedonopolis. Oh uh, uh, yes, just...
0: we were there. We were there. I, I ran the yeah. hospitality suite.
2: Okay. So, so, so yeah. So that was just one over here in, in Van Ness, California, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Cause it was like five minutes from my house. I was like, I'm there. And because I, you know, I can talk about Whedon all day long, but since I was on an angel episode, they were like, I was like, well, I only had a few lines, but they're like, you know, come, come do it anyway. And it's it's cool. I love it. I love it. That's and then every year there's one right by the LAX. That's Doctor Who and a right lot
1: of- uh, Gallifrey one. We yes. we go to that one every year as well.
2: Yeah, exactly. And that one's mm-hmm. I haven't been out to Gallifrey one yet, and I hear it's great. My friends go it's every year. It's
1: Really tough to get into.
2: It's that uh, wide interesting. Yeah, it's uh, they try. they yeah. cap
1: they cap the membership at thirty five hundred. Oh, uh, they
0: could sell 5000 or 10,000 easily, but they won't change to another venue because they want to keep it intimate. Unfortunately, (laughs) this this causes a log jam. uh,
2: Yeah, because it's right. It's at a hotel, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, you know, you see that with like San Diego Comic Con, you know, like I remember I've been going for well over a decade now and it's. I'm gonna go down next week, and I probably won't go to one panel because I'm not gonna. I'll, there's some panels where people wait; they they start camping mm-hmm. out on Tuesday for a Saturday panel. It's like I'm not I'm not gonna do that. Mm-hmm. I'll watch it live streamed, and I'll go interview people and uh, m- you know meet with friends and, and and such. But I remember ten years ago being able to like walk into a Serenity panel or Battlestar Galactica and still be able to get a seat. I'm not against waiting in line, but I'm not gonna camp.
1: I, yeah, it's it's uh it it's gotten a bit uh I don't know, it's gotten a bit nuts. Uh um, it's gotten
2: a bit nuts. It's such a money making machine now too. It's we're so it's so close to Hollywood that you know, these uh studios can really send their actors and their directors and their people down there. And so a lot of so not only you have a group of people that are getting their passes for Comic Con, so that's a limited number, and then for people who weren't able to get in with the lottery They have where the baseball park at Petco Park is, Uh you can go there. And there's a whole bunch of things even from HBO and Walking Dead was there last year. And then there's inside the baseball stadium, there's Mm -hmm. Nerd HQ that have their own panel. So outside the actual convention center... Are more places and more panels. It's like a fringe festival where it's yeah. Uh, last, all all, all I mean, the surrounding hotels. Can, yeah. yeah.
1: All, all the surrounding hotels. All the surrounding businesses. Uh, yeah. uh, it's it's not just Comic Con itself. I mean, if you include everything that's going on around uh, in the city, I mean, it bas- the convention basically takes over the south half of San Diego.
2: It does. It's a great. And money it's uh,
1: if for if you. The city. If you look at uh, the number of people who are actually there in and around the convention, it just, this convention just sort of overflows the convention center. I would estimate that it's a quarter million people every year.
2: I, I, I totally agree, Jane. And it's like, I, I can't even go on the convention floor on Saturdays anymore because it's just, it's so many people. So we're going, you know, luckily, you know, Brian and I, you can, if you get a lot in the lottery, you can get a preview pass, but we get a professional pass. So we get into the preview night. So we're going to go down Wednesday. And a lot of the vendors will open on Wednesday night before mm-hmm. it officially opens on Thursday. So if we want to get any art or take a look at anything, we're going to do a whole sweep of the floor Wednesday night because Saturday is just insane. It's just, yeah, we always, I'm we, we always end up by one of the hotel pools just watching people. You yeah,
1: know? I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going to try to go Saturday. I have I'm on yeah. a panel on Sunday,
2: uh-huh. and
1: uh, I'm going to be taking the train down because as I, I understand am it, I am too. You can't even park your car because there's because that's that's on a lottery now.
2: Yeah, everything, the hotels are in the lottery. Everything's on a lottery and and it's just, you know, we always drove and every time for the last 3 years, we just forget. We drive back and when we're in traffic going back, we're like we got to take the train next year. We got to take the train and finally we remember to get train tickets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like yeah. yes.
1: Yeah, I, I I should probably make sure I I have my tickets for the yes. train. But I, I don't know happen. if they sell those out.
2: Um, they actually are. You see, so when are you going down?
1: Uh, Twenty Sunday? Yeah, on Sunday.
2: Okay, great. Um, I just on Amtrak on the site. Um, they just added a whole bunch of.
1: Uh, oh, okay. Uh, so I'm, prob- I'm probably yeah, they, fine.
2: For, just for Comic Con for San Diego, Los Angeles. Okay, Ooh, and comics haven't been
0: in the forefront of that convention in decades.
2: No, in fact, I think there's a separate actual comic comic convention in San Diego yeah, that happens.
0: There,
1: there's one called Comic Fest. That which is a, a real comic con yeah, instead october. of a media con yeah that's in october yeah. Yeah. and and yeah, it should as it really should be media. as it should be because it's yeah. it needs to be far enough away from the real you know from the, the original comic con so that people can actually mm-hmm. go to it and and exactly. uh, get something out of it uh, but this is uh I, what you were seeing earlier um how, we started as fans and we grew up uh Loving the stuff and and being and just never stopped being fans. And now we're old enough that we have enough personal power and enough creative power that we can start making this stuff ourselves.
2: Yeah, Uh, that was a great revelation to me. You know, it's just such a what is it? What's the term they use a prosumer where you can just pick Mm -hmm. up a camera and film something or like what you're, you know, what you guys have created is amazing. You're actually able to get the tools and do it yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah, we, we basically built it from scratch. We, yeah,
2: uh, well, now we have this executive uh, recording suite, my living yeah. room. <laughs> well, I do my podcast in my living room, and it, it, like I was talking about with Five Truths and Lie, you know, I have a friend who I've known for 20 years, you know, his son's my godson, mm-hmm. who, uh, we, you know, we used to do improv and we used to act together, and uh, he, he he comes from a very uh, music-forward family, and so he decided to be a sound engineer, and so he, um, you know, I have like really nice equipment that he's taught, teaching me how to use. And I've, you mm-hmm. know, I've definitely learned how to record a podcast and mix a podcast, but I still send everything to him so he could put it through his filters and everything. But um, it's amazing that like 10 years ago, I wouldn't think I'd be doing this many podcasts a week. Or,
1: and 10 years ago, yeah. you couldn't have done it anyway. Exactly. The, the exactly. technology didn't, didn't exist. The, uh, yeah. It's, it's kind of like the, uh, the Star Trek effect. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, Star Trek came out and we all saw Mr. Scott, the engineer, saving the day every week. And, uh, now we are generations, <laughs> yeah, generations of engineers grew yes. up watching Star oh. Trek and saying, Oh, I want that. That's and so then they grew up and they yeah. say, Oh, I can build that. And now we have, uh, for 150 bucks, you can order a Bluetooth Star Trek communicator yeah, yeah. that works with your cell phone.
2: I, I, I it love it. Exactly, I love it. That's exactly my like the one. That's on the why show. I love Star Trek so much. You know, so it, many like NASA it inspires. It inspires. And, it inspires. You know, I'm going to make that work.
1: And uh, it, it, I don't know. It could be just because of of what we do, mm-hmm. um, but it seems like about one out of every ten people we know is a science fiction writer with a published book. Yeah, uh-huh. and and they all started as fans right and uh or or they are producers or actors or writers or uh or performers in some other way
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh we're just steeped in it and this they is are. where this is where all the new uh this is where all the new science fiction and fantasy comes from is I, growing up and cutting our teeth watching the stuff that came before
0: yeah but um Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate here and say whatever happened to regular education? You don't you don't get to be a great science fiction writer or a comic book writer by watching science fiction or reading comic books. You do it by getting classical education.
1: Yeah, like like reading Shakespeare and and,
2: yeah. Oh, you know that's a that's I I actually agree with you. And, And that's another interesting thing about what we are doing as content creators is because it is so accessible. To us to create, it also puts. I think it's great that anybody can publish now. You can figure out how to self-publish because a lot of really great authors have found a way to get their work out there. But it it also puts a lot of noise out there, even in the podcast world, music Mm -hmm. world, all the worlds. It puts a lot of noise, and as you know, consumers or listeners, you know, we have to sift through that noise to find the ones we like and every and, and we do find gems but you know sometimes i i've downloaded a couple books and i've gotten like 20 pages through and i'm just like oh i think i'm still reading the same sentence <laughs> after three pages or whatever well, that's uh-huh. that's theodore sturgeon's
0: <laughs> law: of 90 percent of everything is yeah let's 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 m- keep it pg
2: and say crap yeah
1: yeah yeah, that yeah. was, but, but you know,
2: so it's, 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 it's good and bad, you know, I think it's more good than bad, but, but I see what you're saying. I, I definitely see what you're saying, Susan, you know, yeah. just because you say, it's like, I think, you know, you, if you guys are Margaret Atwood fans, the, the, the writer, we've read it. Yeah. And uh, so she, my friend who is a writer here in, in Hollywood, um, he's Canadian and And when he was a kid, he won some award where Margaret Atwood was going to be speaking there. And he'll never forget an anecdote she told where she was having dinner uh with some people and there's a, a neurosurgeon there, there's a doctor and, and he was talking mm-hmm. to Mark Atwood and said, when I retire, I'm going to write a book. And, you know, quick as a whip, she she turned back to him and she said, well, when I retire, I'm going to become a brain surgeon. You yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, good. one. Ah, nice. Yeah, exactly. It's just like it's not as yeah. easy as just sitting down at your computer or, you know, you've got to put the work in. You know, you can't go from here to there it's all this stuff, you know, it's like you hear people's wonderful stories. It's all the stuff in between that you don't hear all the hard work and mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the failures, you know, I think, God, what playwright says it fail, fail, hard, fail big and fail often. I forget the writer who said fail big and fail often, something like that, where that's how you get good is by, you know, writing that first page and then tearing it up and writing it again, you know, and not walking away from, oh, this is a You know, I think you said crap, so I can say crap. (laughs) This is a piece of crap. Mm -hmm. Um, And then sitting down and writing Mm -hmm. it again until it's not, you
1: know. Yeah, it's um, uh, Glenn Vulpu, who is uh, one of the foremost figurative artists, figure artists in the world, Mm -hmm. uh, said that uh, uh, every artist has uh, about 3,000 really horrible drawings in them. Yeah. And your job as an art student is to get those horrible drawings finished.
2: <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Because
1: you won't get good until after you get rid of, get them out of your system.
2: Yeah. Well, That's, it's it's
0: true. <laughs> and uh, David Gerald, who is as good a writing teacher as he is, a novelist, uh, said, "Your first one million words are practice. You may sell your practice, but they're just mm-hmm. practice." Right. Right. I,
2: I agree, you know, and and I think I think most people that are in the, the genre world are, you know, they do work pretty hard. Uh, at least ones our age, um, mm-hmm. but we, we are, you know, with with reality television and social media, there's a thing about getting attention quickly that people they want the attention quickly without the work that goes in in between, you know, having that wonderful decision. To be creative, or to get on screen, or to write, to the end result, which is being famous or being known, without the work in between, if that well, made any sense. Taking your you
0: know? clo- take your clothes off, that'll get yeah. attention. that'll get you. you what know? kind and, of
2: attention, though? You know? Yeah, yeah. you, you know, Cheap I mean, attention.
0: See- cheap attention. Getting devices get you cheap attention, and, right? And you'll right. never keep it.
2: I'll never forget my sister, and this is when the Bachelor. I think was only which is that the, sh- the Bachelor, yeah. It was in its thir- third or fourth season, and my sister's friend was flown in for a second audition. So you auditioned to be on The mm-hmm. Bachelor, right? First of all, and and pay- my sister's like, yeah, and her boyfriend went and auditioned for The Bachelorette, and I'm like, what? Wait, Wait they're dating, what? and they're both going to audition for a show where she's like, yeah, they just want to be they just want to be in front of the camera. So you know, wow yeah wow. it's it's I was like that's scary to me yeah, did either just, of them get yeah. on yeah uh, no, they didn't, and the relationship didn't last imagine that but <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah that's uh, that's almost a foregone conclusion there yeah i mean it's it's yeah. but uh, getting back to the uh the idea of inspiration uh i mean as an example this the star trek fan films
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know and the just the entire idea of fan films uh uh, we begin by mimicking the stuff that we love. And uh, if we keep going at it, we get good enough that we start scaring the original creators.
0: You know, it's a long way from playing spaceship
2: in the backyard yeah. to, to the and, Axanar case where they were yeah. making too much money. <laughs> and and because of Axanar, now we've got these super harsh fan guidelines. Uh,
1: which, uh... I, I, as far as we can tell, the, the the guidelines that were handed down were intended specifically to squash Axonar and Star Trek Continues and pretty yeah. much every other like,
2: it's, significant it's, it's a shame show. Or Star Trek Continues because that's a good show, and, and those people are fans. And 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 I think what you know I, what Axanar did is they raised money beyond anyone's expectations. They raised half a million dollars and oh, more and, more and than that now. More What's than, that? More yeah. than that now. It's, oh, it's it was way faster. It's like, eight, that? it like 800,000. That's a lot of money. And so this is, yeah. and, and their dream is to make a film. So you're talking about close to a million dollar feature film that mm-hmm. they're going to make. And so there's a part of me as a, as a content creator, where I understand having rights to something, mm-hmm. but there's a part of me as a fan, you know, because I know there's a lot of fans working on that show, you know, in front of the screen and writers and crew and everything. Um, so it's just like, well, I don't, I don't know what to think about about that. You know, I hope it doesn't dissuade people. Well, well it's certainly it, going
0: to dissuade the uh, the, the science gonna... the 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 working actors. I, I mean, if Tony Todd wants to eat lunch in this town again, he can't touch it.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true. And then you know, Star Trek Renegades, which had Tim Russ playing Tubak, mm-hmm. right? Which is that, I mean, that's 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 a pretty risky thing to do. To not only be well, somebody now, from that universe mm-hmm. but to play a part that you played on voyager well, well they know.
0: had a, such an interesting response to the the um edicts the the paramount edicts they said fine we're just gonna we
1: we'll file off, off the serial numbers
0: scrub off anything that says star trek or, or uh, any of their trademarks and just go ahead with you know rebels in space doing their thing right well, yeah, and, do and uh,
1: it. so Paramount's, uh, you know, draconian drop the hammer, boot to the neck approach uh, has created their worst nightmare.
2: Yeah, competition.
1: <laughs> Actual competition.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, I think, I think they, that they you know, that like, they I was can't control. Yeah, I was expecting guidelines. I, I wasn't expecting them to be as harsh as they were. I wish they could do it on a case by case basis, but.
1: Well, and uh, another possibility, and I think this has been raised by uh, some of our other guests on previous shows, is that uh, they could say, okay, um, well, you can't actually do this without a license. Yeah. But we'll sell you one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, you know, take yeah. some of the money and, and, say, and say, okay, we're Paramount. These guys are a fan show. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, they are, Star but, Wars but have we're giving vesti-
2: them.
1: Yeah, well, they do. They have a, a completely different approach. Yeah, uh, they have a uh,
2: festival where they encourage fans, to right. Make films, right? And
1: and and there are rules about what can, how long those fan films can be, and what can be in them, and this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But those rules are specifically for the contest. They're not about fan films that aren't in the contest. They don't I have hate. they don't have these restrictions. Yeah. You uh, know, Harry
2: Potter I think is I think they're the strictest. They have uh for that universe there's there's super strict rules on that one. I'm trying to think um, of other That's
0: I- they're pretty strict because they're Warner Brothers. You can't yeah. do anything Disney at all.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Mhm. <laughs> yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, don't, unless it's a parody. Yeah, don't don't try any of your own yeah, Avengers there's this, films there's because a because saying. You will in, get yeah.
1: There's a saying in Hollywood, you don't F with a mouse. No, that's that there is, And that's that, I mean that is one of those uh standby rules that is yeah. passed around from from one generation to the next. Don't yep. f with a mouse.
2: It's true. Words were never spoken. Yeah. You just have to you just have to remember they will always have more money than you do. <laughs>
1: and they are well known yeah. for being one of the most litigious companies in entertainment.
2: Yes. I I won't name any names, but a friend of mine's father used to work for them about twenty years ago. Um, he was worked for the second most prestigious sir, I don't know what the how they're ranked law firm mm-hmm. in the world. And anytime there was a case? He was on a plane and it was completely dispensed with or, you know, taken care of. You just don't mess with the mouse, like you said, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, but even so, um, there's still so much good stuff coming out of fandom. Um, Mm -hmm. there are, uh, there are some amazing original films, amazing original, uh, comic books, a great many of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, like and that.
2: animation, too. And oh, animation
1: some, is yeah. pretty, pretty as, uh, astonishing, fan-done fan, yeah. fan done stuff. Uh, well, things are
2: changing with the crowdsourcing, you know, and, and getting funding, mm-hmm. uh, especially for comic, like what you just said, uh, uh, comic book writers and artists, you know, if they can get some funding to help pay for their time and everything while they're juggling day jobs and all that kind of stuff, it, it's really helpful.
0: Well, like um, – uh well phil foglio came out of fandom he thank you he was mm-hmm. uh, and he's supporting you know family with two growing children on, mm-hmm. on girl genius online
1: and uh and a staff of seven
0: Yeah, wow that's you amazing know, and, that's yeah. great
1: and then uh there there are other places like um boston metaphysical
2: oh yeah have you yeah, read yeah, them yeah. yeah we love them
1: yeah we love They're
2: them great when the, we for when i, when I first started my Geek Girl Authority Twitter account three or four years ago. They were one of the first people I followed, and they followed us back. And oh, Madeline, Holly,
1: I, Rosing. Yeah,
2: they're hi, great. Madeline. What's that?
1: Hi, just giving a shout out to Madeline. Oh, okay, because we we're going to meet. I haven't uh, met them. Yeah, uh, uh, Madeline and uh, I uh, were talking. Um, I think about five, five weeks ago, and I need to get back in touch with her about doing. A Boston metaphysical as a radio play on Krypton Radio.
2: Ah, uh, isn't that a great you know, idea? We're going to do some I cross
1: promotion. So, yeah, you know, and and we're already doing we're already doing some cross promotion with Doctor Geek's Laboratory of Applied Geekdom.
2: I don't know that, but I love the name. Isn't yeah, it, it great? And it's...
1: drgeeklab.com dot <laughs> com. Nice, and, and it's I'm uh,
2: writing that down right now. Lab dot com, teaching science through fiction. It's it's educational. Ah, and... That's a great tagline. That's
0: fantastic.
1: Actually, his tagline is science from fiction. Oh,
2: science from science. fiction. It's like oh, all the good. all the <laughs> stuff
1: that you all the stuff that you've read read about in science fiction actually works in Doctor Geek's laboratory, uh-huh. and uh, they have some crazy. Uh, oh, anyway, it, it's you have to go to the website and listen to it. Uh you will I promise you will love all it. All
2: right. I will check it out, definitely. I'm always looking like you like we were saying before, you know, getting through all the noise and finding the mm-hmm. gems and yeah, cool.
1: Anyway, he has a traveling uh traveling science fair show that he does. Oh with, really? And, and, wow. Yeah, they're they're located in uh, uh they're running out of uh, Florida, um celebration, actually. Oh,
2: <laughs> Yeah, you know, celebrations—a town that was made by Disney. Yes, yes, yes it was. Okay. And sure, I would I love—I would
1: love to live there, except for the humidity
0: and the
2: We do have a place to stay there if we go. By yes, the way, we well, I do. lived in Florida okay. for for twenty years. I I grew up on the Space Coast. Actually, I saw every shuttle launch until two thousand two when we moved out here to Los Angeles. Unfortunately, I saw the Challenger as well, I'm and sorry. then um, went to Orlando, worked at the theme parks. Now was in Orlando when they were building Celebration. Yeah, I remember that. Wow. I worked at both Disney and Universal, and we did a lot of theater there. We had a lot, a uh, really popular sketch comedy group and theater company, and we just got to a point where it was either we settled down in Florida or we go to a, a different market to keep going in the direction we wanted to. So mm-hmm. at the age of 30, we packed up everything and um, started at the bottom here in Los Angeles, You know, started working at restaurants again and started working our way, our way towards where we are now.
1: And the vision that it takes... And the dedication. And, the, and Oh, my goodness. And the absolute faith that you're doing the right thing. I mean, did you ever look back and say, uh, or, or look forward at, at what you were facing and say, oh, my God, I don't think we can do this?
2: Yes, we had a couple moments, a couple moments like that. Um, you know, I think a couple things. Moving out here when I was 30, I, I don't know what this town would have done to me with my personality when I was 20. I think I would have been a little too... You know sensitive for it um come and then coming out here with my husband we've been together in august 24 years so and we're mm-hmm. obviously well super done close. yeah congratulations so, thank you and um so having each other was we were very lucky but there were some moments cause we gave ourselves five years and at the end it was like we we're at four years and and you know we had no money and i didn't know how we were going to pay rent and i was really really sick with my um asthma and respiratory problems here in LA and we'd given ourselves five years and I was like and to me it was like oh I don't want to go back it's to me it's a big failure because then we go back and everybody knows we came out here and tried blah 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 and then um whoever's doing better between me and Brian the other person gets a day job you know Mm -hmm. and Brian was on a really good path at that time writing so I actually um, got a temp job and was hired full time at this gaming company, and which is great. And, um, so I'm working hard and we're going through this like, what are we going to do? And at 4.5 years into this five year plan, she got hired at Mad TV <laughs> <laughs> as writer. I mean, we were like six months out of okay, we're turning around and going home, and then everything. You know, the hard times didn't stop, but, you know, everything now he's he's developing for NBC Universal now in television. So
1: and suddenly the path before you became clear,
2: it became clear. You know, I still have self-doubt even now I'm looking at, oh, my God, what am I doing? Is this good? But, you know, I think every creator does. And if you didn't have self-doubt, then you would be. you know that's that's dangerous in itself but um as you said you know here's the road before me it's now clear and I'm glad that we were able to go through it and go forward
1: the the Geek Girl project the um, yes that website how yes. long have you had that going
2: okay so we start 2 years that it's been up we started on May the 4th, for May the 4th be with you. Of course. Um, of course, come on. I don't even have, why, why am I explaining that to you guys? <laughs> you know, um, in 2014. But the idea came three years ago at San Diego Comic-Con. And like I said earlier in the podcast, my ideas usually come when I'm having some wine. And um, so we're sitting on this couch at Comic-Con outside the Hilton, and we're looking up onto this balcony, and we see all these celebrities at some party, and we're just watching them. And I turned to my friend Claudia, because I've been wanting to do a, a website for a time, but I wanted to do uh, YouTube videos and web series mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. And, and and this is another little lesson here, too. And I turned to Claudia, and I said, we need to get a website together, and she agreed uh, we get together with another friend, Jenny, and the three of us talk about it. We create the website. We have all these wonderful plans about and come up with all these great ideas for web series and podcasts and stuff like that, but then we ought to go to work, and we didn't have the equipment or the knowledge of how to put all this stuff together, mm-hmm. and I'd already created the website and got the art and everything, and I was like, well, I need, you know, it's like sometimes you want apples, but you get oranges, you know? Yes. They're still good fruits, and so what I decided is like, well... I've got the website. I'm going to change it to um, content, like breaking news and opinion pieces and what I think about this new Star Trek movie that's coming out. And as I do this site, I'm going to teach myself how to edit, how To do a podcast and, and such. And so two years later, I'm not that great at editing, um, like -hmm. stuff I film yet, but I'm a little better at the sound stuff. We did lose a person along the way because, you know, it wasn't what she wanted it to be, which is fine. We're still best friends, but, um, it became something completely different than what we started out, but it still had the, um, heart. Part of it, but so we thought, you know, I'm making a bigger story than the question you asked me, but so three years ago, we thought about it at Comic Con and then it launched the site itself two years ago. And it's just trap, you know, I think at the end of our first six months, we were lucky if we got like 500 people a month. Mm-hmm. And then after a year and a half, we had 15,000 people a month coming to the site. So, you know, we're not the, we're not the, you know, Collider or the Nerdist or the Mary Sue or any of those sites that get exclusives or anything like that but I feel that we're really you know making a difference and more people are coming to our site every month and Mm -hmm. clicking on certain contributors that they like you know because I offer all my contributors their own space to write with you know, like I said before, the joy that guides them about what they want. If they only want to write about Star Wars, that's fine. And, you know, just be honest about your opinion and be, you know, have fun, 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 fun. I think, you know, that may be a little bit of my improv and comedy background and stage background, too. That's the most important thing about doing live shows is making sure you see the fun in what you're doing or you're never going to be happy. Or it's never going to work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. So what's what's coming next for you? What are you working so on So
2: what's coming next for me is, as I said, I'm going to um, San Diego Comic-Con, and I'll probably be working there. But I think that's mostly going to be a fun trip. Um, we just launched Booze and Phasers. Uh, we just released Episode 6. It's our newest podcast where we talk for an hour about Star Trek, and it's quickly becoming my favorite one. It's a lot of fun. It's me, uh, Heather Brooker and claudia Dolph and we all come from we're all star trek lovers but like from three different areas mm-hmm. you know like i'm um i came into star trek with tng and then went back from there and forward and and whereas one of the girls only has watched original series and another girl's only watched next gen so we all have our own opinion you know it's very fun and um also, Dragon Con coming up. This will be our fourth year doing Five Truths and a Lie there. And last year, we had 800 people uh, come see it. And we had uh, Scott Thompson from Kids in the Hall and Hannibal. Uh, we had, um, God, who have we had? We've had Eddie McClintock. We've had Grant Imahara, Garrett Wong so, uh, tell stories. And we don't have our full list of people that will be telling stories this year. And I'll also be representing Geek Girl Authority on the podcast track. Doing mm-hmm. a lot of panels and um, just working forward. I'm working on um, some science fiction short plays right now that I want to submit to some festivals that I'm really excited about too. I have an addiction to dystopia lately, so a lot of the stuff I'm writing is very um, depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I the, don't know the, why I have this addiction. The, I, I think we're
0: all being prepared for the next thing to happen I, is, to it, us? is it?
2: Is it that? Because I wake up yeah. and I'm so sad and my husband's like, it's because what you're reading at night, Audrey, stop reading.
0: <laughs> there's, there's live action role playing games. Dystopia Rising is. is oh, crazy. I haven't heard of that. Wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: That's uh, that oh. one takes place out in Corona about every every two months. And it's very, oh. very popular. It's uh uh and it's basically a 3 3-day three camping trip and you go in and you're role playing from the time you go to the, uh the time you arrive to, to the time you leave. Ah oh, that sounds fun. And and it's a game with rules it's you know it's it's uh, it's a very specific uh rule system with points and and uh, uh achievements and this kind of thing. And it's a lot of fun. And that my my fun. son my son goes to it.
2: Yeah, I'm not a big um Larper, um, but I have started going to this gym. Have you guys heard of it called Nerd Strong? Yes, yes, we have. Yes,
1: yes,
0: we have.
2: Oh my God. We've been go. training there. My husband and I are trying to get in shape and their workouts, you know, you go in there and it's a gym, you know, they're not mm-hmm. being trying to be funny with the nerd stuff. They're all nerds or there. there's, you can get in conversation just like, you know, the three of us are at any given time. But, um, the workouts they put together. Um, it could be a Viking workout where you're using these mace things and you're pretending you're crushing people's skulls. And then you get on the rower and you start rowing and then you run because you're going <laughs> to raid a village. And so uh-huh. it's it's very funny. One time we did a workout just to avoid the big boulder from Raiders of the Lost Ark <laughs> to come crashing on us. And if it did, if we didn't finish the workout in time, it crashed on us and we had to do another five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Just fun That's stuff. outstanding. Fun stuff. I love that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of the Event Horizon. We have been speaking to
0: Audrey.
1: Oh, Audrey. Audrey. We have been speaking to Audrey Kearns, proprietor of uh, geekgirlauthority.com and a bunch of other things. And it was just great having you on the show. It was a lot of fun.
2: Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Jean. This was a great hour for me. That was really fun talking to you guys. And I hope to I didn't realize that we we're all in the same town, so I hope to meet you guys soon. Oh, we, will, yeah. we will have to have some booze and phasers. We, yes, yes, we will have booze, phasers, nerd get together. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, take and- care.
1: You have been listening to episode 144 of Krypton Radio's weekly production of The Event Horizon for July 30th, 2016. Our guest this evening has been Audrey Kearns, the creator and editor-in-chief of geekgirlauthority.com, and she runs the podcast Kneel Before Odd. Your hosts have been Susan L. Fox and Gene Turnbow. This episode will air again on Sunday, July 31st at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, and two more times on the following Tuesday and Saturday morning at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. Once all the year times have passed, you will find this episode and others on iTunes, Stitcher, and our own website at kryptonradio.com as podcasts. If you are an artist, writer, actor, or other creator, and you would like to appear as a guest on The Event Horizon, please contact our production manager, Kat Carter, at catcarter@kryptonradio.com. At Krypton Radio is substantially listener-supported, and if you enjoyed hearing this evening's episode of The Event Horizon, please consider becoming a patron go to patreon.com slash just five green pieces of paper a month that's all we ask this program is copyright 2016 by krypton media group incorporated the event horizon it's sci-fi for your wi-fi